In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. We greet you once again in the greeting words of peace. We say it in our original tongue of Arabic, the language of our ancestors. Assalamu alaikum. And of course, those words mean peace be unto you. Welcome to the National Center of the Nation of Islam, Mas Maryam. This house is dedicated to the retraining and the re-education of our original family all over the planet Earth. We want to take the time to thank those of you who are tuned in to our live stream at NOI.org. And of course, you all who have decided to join with us in person here at Mas Maryam for taking the time to be with us this morning. It is our honor to share with you the life-giving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and demonstrated by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. As we get started this morning, brothers and sisters, we wanna briefly talk to those in our virtual audience. And we know that being virtual is convenient at times, but it can also be a little cold where we don't get the pleasure of enjoying one another's physical presence. So this morning, we wanna to offer to you a way that you can let your presence be known and become an active participant in this morning's program. We got two things for you. First, we will be honored if you will pull out your cell phone and send a message to your friends, your families, your coworkers, and just let them know that we are live and just like you, they can log on to NOI.org and tune in to this morning's program. Secondly, if you hear something today that strikes a chord and resonates with you, we want you to take that quote, make a post, make a story, make a reel, make a tweet or whatever it is, and use the hashtag NOI Sundays and we will look forward to sharing and retweeting a lot of what, uh, whatever you all have to share from today's program. With that being said, brothers and sisters, please welcome our first presenter this morning with a round of applause, Brother Student Minister Tariq Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I greet you all with the greeting words of peace and of paradise. We say them in the Arabic language of assalamu alaikum. First and foremost, I want to give a moment of thanks to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his student national assistant, Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad, for allowing us the privilege to be able to share with you the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and to share with you God's objective today. God's aim and his purpose, which is to make himself known. And he makes himself known through a man. When God raises a man, he raises him from among the oppressed people. He deposits into that man a message, a divine message, a divine warning of salvation. And the apotheosis of that message is what we want to share with you today, which is the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad under the guidance of the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. The nation of Islam has been rejected. We have been persecuted, mocked, and laughed at from what we teach of these great men and what they have been taught by the government. We've been rejected by our own family and we've been rejected by others. But we rejoice today for the Holy Quran says in the sixth chapter, the 34th verse, and messengers were indeed rejected before you but they were patient when rejected and persecuted until our help came. We follow a man today who has been opposed, who has been rejected and persecuted by the wicked of this world. And it has even been plotted, or they've even plotted the death of this man that we follow. 
He is a divine man. He is a divine one who has been given a divine message from God himself. And regardless to the plots on his life, regardless to being evil spoken of, regardless of all of that, he has never wavered. He has never compromised the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He has been successful and never failed at making the great commission known of his teacher. He has been a faithful servant, a faithful warner, and he has remained patient and steadfast under trial, and he has been able to withstand all of the plots of his enemies, never petrified or fearing for his life. This is your brother, my brother and our brother, Brother Farrakhan. He can say, as the scripture says, all praise is due to Allah. He can say, as the scripture says in Psalms, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We, the nation of Islam, rejoice through all of the turmoil, through all of the misfortune. We rejoice because we follow a man today who is a guide to us that can help us to navigate us through the struggles of life. The enemy wants to keep us away from this brother. Why? Because he gives us the divine warning and guidance. And when he speaks a thing, it comes to pass. He spoke a message two years ago titled the, uh, the unraveling of a, a nation. He spoke two years ago the message of the criterion. Go back and study those messages. For everything that he said in those messages are coming to pass. For it says in the book of Deuteronomy, when a prophet or a man of God speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing that the Lord has not spoken. But that prophet or messenger has spoken presumptuously, is giving you, it's implying to you that if he does say something and it does come to pass, know that what he has been given is from Almighty God, Allah. For the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said in the Criterion, if you have watched it, do you remember? He told the world that they will not conquer this virus. Do you all remember that? He said that it mutates and it has different strains of itself. He told the government in the world that they're rushing to get a vaccine and he got to that vaccine and he told us not to take the vaccine and you see the effects of it. You see that their plans of solving this virus is not successful, but he has warned us. He has told us and we have to be humble enough to um, really focus on and accept what he has given us. So we thank Allah, for we are living in the fulfillment of that which the prophets have predicted. We are living in the time where all manner of evil will be against us, for Satan is angry. He is doing everything in his power, as Minister Ishmael said last week, to pull our youth and my peers from God and his messenger. Why? Because he knows his time is up. He knows his world is through, and he knows God is present. We don't talk about God's coming. We talk about the presence of God, for we represent God's coming, and we have the best representative of God's presence in our brother, your brother, Brother Farrakhan. Please help me welcome our next presenter in, a, in the ministry class, Sister Kenya Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum.
In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Most Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I greet you all in the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. And I say with so much joy, excitement, and anticipation, happy Savior's Day. First, I want to start by thanking the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his assistant minister, Brother Ishmael Muhammad, for allowing me this opportunity to come up here on such a beautiful, powerful, and really historic occasion. And so you might be thinking, well, what is the occasion? Did you know that you and I received the biggest blessing today when we opened our eyes and had another chance to get it right? There is nothing more special, brothers and sisters, than God granting us another day. And so I don't know who needs to hear this, but whatever was troubling you this morning, before you allow it to set the tone for your day or even your week, would you take a moment to, with me to just say thank you, God? Can we take a moment to just reflect on the blessing of having another day to make memories with those that we love? The blessing of being given the opportunity to learn more about ourselves today and do something to let the God within us shine. The blessing of being guided to tune into Mosque Mariam, whether you are here in person or through the webcast, to hear a message of inspiration from student minister Ishmael, who, by the way, did an amazing job last Sunday and has an amazing message planned for us today. To hear the word of truth is indeed a blessing. Can we take a moment? to just reflect on the blessing of still having grace in our midst in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who we are so blessed to, inshallah, be hearing from soon at Savior's Day. So all praises due to Allah. I'm so excited to simply just bear witness for a moment to a man and a teaching that is the most valuable. Now, why is that? It is because that man, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, is full of pure love for his people, pure love of God, pure love of the truth. And it is a man like that mixed with pure truth and combined you have the pure work of God. Is that right? So just in case anybody was wondering, brothers and sisters, those that love the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan don't care what anyone has to say about him because we know his works, we know his heart, and that which he represents has the power to raise the level of consciousness of the people. All praises due to Allah. So I'm happy this morning. I don't know about you, but I am happy this because we want the world to know what manner of a man we have in our midst in the Honorable Minister. To Louis Farrakhan. As followers of his, his, we don't just bear witness with our words, is that right? But those who have been impacted by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad are living witnesses to their impact. So whether it's the teaching of the knowledge of God, whether it's how to eat to live, whether it's the teaching of relationships and marriage, family, the teachings of how to be a man of God, the teachings of how to be a woman of God, those teachings has the power, if applied, to transform human life. So when you look at the Muslim followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, yes, we are being cleaned up externally, but internally as well. 
We aren't perfect, right? But that's what makes being a Muslim so beautiful because we have the opportunity to submit our will to do the will of God. And there is so much grace. There is so much mercy. And there is so much beautiful in submission to him. And so I want to read a quote by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Is that okay? He said this in 2007 at um, a lecture that was entitled, Blessed are those who discover their purpose in life. And this is one of my favorite quotes because we all go through phases, right, where we may be unsure about our purpose or we may be unsure about how to actively live in our purpose. And so some of us may even doubt that we have a specific gift or talent from Allah. But as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, each of us have something in us that it is our duty to develop. And if we're not careful, sometimes that natural journey of self-discovery can cause us to take on negative characteristics that will further hinder our growth. And so as I read this quote, I ask that you all open your hearts and your minds to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's words and just reflect on ourselves. Don't think about anybody else right now. Just think about yourself and decide today to implement this beautiful guidance and teachings from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So he said, this, talking about the heart, needs to be cleansed. We need to clean up. He said that's what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad meant when he said clean up internally and externally. He says, but the inter internal cleansing is the cleansing of the heart. Envy, jealousy, enmity, strife, greed, false pride, lust for things, covetousness. He said, well, you see that Negro riding in that car? I should have that. I should have that. He said, well, yes, you should, but covetousness is not going to give it to you. Allah is not a liar. I'm going to say that again. He said, Allah is not a liar. If you submit to him, he says, sit yourself in heaven at once with luxury, money, good homes, and friendships in all walks of life. But he said, submit. He said, you don't have to envy nobody for what they have. You have got to submit. And so I say all praises due to Allah. And I want to encourage us to take those words from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan into our hearts because the promise of God is true. And as Brother um, Tariq said before, God has come and he has given us something to raise us up to the next level. And so inshallah, what student minister Ishmael Muhammad will share with us today will equate us more with those things that we can do to become a perfect reflection of what God intends for us to be. I thank you all for listening. Assalamu alaikum. All praise due to Allah. Brothers and sisters, we are at that time looking forward to hearing from our keynote speaker in just a moment. But before I bring him on, I want to share a verse out of the book of 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 2 and 3. It gives instructions to those who are the pastors or the ministers or the shepherds of God's people. It says, quote, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest game, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Our keynote speaker this morning, student minister Ishmael Muhammad, is such a beautiful brother. 
And if you can just see sometimes the great vantage point that we have as his assistants and, and helpers in the ministry to see him in his office, counseling over this congregation, meeting with married couples, meeting with young people, inspiring the generation that is present and the generation to come, you will know that he resembles his spiritual father, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He has helped to shepherd us, and even in inconvenient times, he watches over us and counsels many of us, helping to make us better Muslims, helping to strengthen our faith in Allah and grow our love for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And the one thing that makes a teacher proud is when his student can not only do what he has been taught and trained to do, but what is even more satisfying to the teacher is when the student carries the same spirit in doing what it is that he does. So in Jeremiah chapter three, verse 15, it says, then I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. Brothers and sisters, please stand on your feet and receive our keynote presenter this morning, speaking on the struggles of life, our brother that did such a magnificent job last Sunday, student minister, Ishmael Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, the one God to whom all praise is due, the Lord of all the worlds, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I thank him for his intervention in our affairs in the person of Master Fard Muhammad and for raising from the black man of America his messenger Messiah, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. I thank him for his unfailing love and continuing to guide and lead us through the man that is among us, who is an extension of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that man that I am eternally grateful for is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We greet you all once again with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. We want to thank our student ministers, Brother Daniel Muhammad, Brother Talib Muhammad, Sister Kenya Muhammad, for lifting up the word of Allah God from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Beloved brothers and sisters, once again, it is my great pleasure to have this honor and opportunity to share with you the life-giving and life-saving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and represented by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I'm deeply humbled 
to be in the classroom of Allah God. I'm deeply humbled to be a student of and under a master teacher, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who was made a master teacher by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Both these men were made by the hands of Allah God for us. What a wonderful blessing we have in the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. The master teacher has taught us well. The master teacher has informed us, given us guidance, knowledge, wisdom, understanding of God, self, and the opposite of God, who is Satan. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has given us the tools to be successful in life. And he has taught us how to overcome difficulties, overcome impediments, barriers and obstacles in life to fulfill the predetermined goal of life and the predetermined goal of life is to become one with your and my creator. I would like to help us with what Allah has given to us in this great teaching to turn tragedies in our life into triumph. Turn the negative circumstances in our lives to a positive. Because it's only when you and I are raised to a higher level of consciousness to see the bigger picture that we can enjoy peace. Solving a problem requires knowledge. And our emotional reaction to negative circumstances that come into our lives at the root of the frustration and the anger is ignorance and it's not having a comprehensive knowledge of things 
our frustrations and our upsets is rooted in our lack of understanding. And I'm not saying that it's unnatural to react to unpleasant circumstances that have visited us. But what I am saying is that remaining in an, in an emotional state of mind does not solve the problem or get us out of the situation or remove the bitterness, resentment, or even hatred that comes from that unfortunate event that visited us. The Holy Quran teaches us that nothing happens except by the permission of Allah. So the first person to go to after an unfortunate event has come into our lives is to God. When I was a young boy, I could not understand why human beings had to suffer so much. It pained me to see people in pain. It pained me to see people sad. It pained me to see sorrow and grief. And I struggled to understand why. If God is so good, why does he allow the not so good to come into our lives? I was blessed to come from two beautiful, extraordinary parents. The first that is just extraordinary is Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And my mother, Mother Tynetta Muhammad, was an extraordinary woman. But the pain of the domestic life of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the pain that it caused the wives of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the children from the wives was very great. But my mother was so strong in her faith that even though she suffered, 
She never cursed Allah. She never complained. So all along as I was seeing the circumstance and situation of that dynamic affect her and it was hurting me that she was hurting but all along she was strengthening me and her children in God. I grew up in a household like many of you, like most of black America for that matter, without the presence of a father. That has an effect on us, male and female. When both parents, or when, yes, when you come up without the presence of both parents, it creates an imbalance. Every child needs the love of mother and father to be made secure in the love and the care of mama and daddy. So I had to grow into the knowledge and the presence of the real father of our life that Jesus calls Father. Jesus did not have the presence of a father. Prophet Muhammad did not have the presence of a father. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan did not have the presence of a father in his life. But these men are examples for us. And they have been raised out of the condition of the people so we can relate to the servant of God in the struggle of life. So I was frustrated, at times even angry, at times somewhat resentful because of what? I couldn't understand why. My father departed. And naturally, as a child, you want to know, <laughs> what did daddy leave what, for us? We still got to survive. We were little shorties. <laughs> there was no money. There was a home that was paid for. 
vehicle that was paid for. But mom didn't have no, no chips in the bank. So now we go through a period of great struggle, but never complaining, never being bitter, but unsettled inside trying to put some sense to all of this. Y'all feeling me? That's, that's an expression. But as I grew in understanding, my emotional reaction to the circumstances and situation was removed from the heart because I was raised in consciousness to gain a greater awareness of the many dynamics that shape the circumstance. I hope I'm making some sense. See, you have to be raised into a higher level of consciousness in order to put the tragedy or the negative event that has come into your and my life into proper perspective and the only perspective that can give you and I peace and contentment of mind is God. Is God. Now look, this is, this is real talk. So Paul said it best. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. But when I grew up, I what? And became a man. I what? Put away childish things. Now, some of us grow up, but we never put away childish things. Being childish is expressing your and myself in an immature way. From a child's limited knowledge, a child's limited understanding. So Paul grew in the knowledge of God. So he became mature in knowledge. Age does not say that you are mature. There are people who've been living a long time but could still be immature. So growing in knowledge, wisdom, and then gaining the understanding by means of knowledge is what settles the mind and puts the restless soul at peace. Y'all all right? 
struggle is ordained. The Quran teaches us. But the Quran teaches us that after difficulty comes what? Ease. And in another place it says, with difficulty comes ease. Our problem is we want the ease. And we want the easy way out. That's not how the life has been designed by the Creator. With difficulty comes ease, suggests that when you embrace the difficulty, because your and my life was made to face difficulty, then in facing a challenge and facing a difficulty, I am more at peace in the struggle to overcome than to sit there and do nothing about it. And nothing means either complain or blame. Neither one of them advances our life. Complain and blame. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us, quote, that Allah, God, gives you difficulty. Then he gives you ease. And Allah says in the Quran that he does not desire hardship for us. Then the minister gives a beautiful example that it is like a blacksmith, if you will, who's shaping a piece of steel. He puts it in the fire, then he beats it. And then after beating the steel, he cools it. This is the way God forges men and women of character. This is how God is forging a people of character. How do we put our 400 year bondage in perspective? And it's written in the Bible that God would choose a people out of the furnace of affliction. What are we being forged into? What are we being molded and shaped for? If God desired an eternal rule, a kingdom and a system of things that will have no end, then he has to prepare a material upon which that kingdom would never fall. It's you and me, the black man and woman of America that have suffered more than any other people on our planet. It's 
So if this is the way God forges men and women, he puts our lives in fire. We suffer distress. We suffer affliction. Difficulty, then ease. But then comes another difficulty factor because your and my life is invaluable. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, he does not forge you into great men and women without fire, the water, and the beating. These are the difficulties of life, but we must face them, and we must overcome them. Y'all all right? The Quran tells us we have certainly created man to face difficulties. So we can find no life form that came into existence without a struggle. Whether it's the lowest form of insect or man himself, we see that overcoming adversity is a necessary part of life. Since life cannot come into being without it. So it means that we must struggle in order to obtain our ultimate goal, so teaches the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and our ultimate goal is to meet or become one with Allah God. So difficulty is an essential factor, brothers and sisters, in the journey from being a speck of us to being one with Allah God. So why does Allah God permit struggle and pressure? If he's a good God, why? What is the purpose of struggle? Struggle is defined as making a strenuous or violent efforts to face in the face of difficulty or opposition. Struggle is defined as to make efforts with a twisting or with contortions of the body. <laughs> to use great efforts to labor hard, to strive, to contend. That's what struggle is all about. To labor in pain or anguish. To be in agony, to labor in any kind of difficulty or stress because there is a goal that you and I pursue in life and there is no goal that you set for yourself that is not accompanied by some difficulty factor. So struggle is to strive hard to achieve and deal with something that is difficult or that causes problems. And all of us are challenged with some problem, some trouble in our life. But if these challenges and problems are not solved properly, we unravel. Now, I want you to listen to these following words from the minister. Before the coming of the wicked, our whole act, 
activity of life was an activity of worship. He expresses that he is sure that prayer as a principle was always a part of life, charity, fasting, struggle against human weaknesses. In order to be obedient to Allah, God was always a part of the principles of our daily activity. However, it was seen in the beginning of this 25,000-year cycle that in the year 8,400 would be born from among us one who would bring a world contrary to the nature of God. Contrary to the nature of God that you and I have been created or made in, contrary to the righteousness of your nature. But the scientists agreed that such one should come, which they could have altered, or the judge of that cycle could have altered it, but he, the Supreme One, in his wisdom said, let it be. So this one was coming by the permissive will of Allah God to act as the God of this world. I'm going to place, the Quran tells us, a ruler in the earth. And the angel said, we extol thy holiness and celebrate thy praise. What will you place in it except that which would create mischief and cause the shedding of blood? This is not a part of our history as original, aboriginal and native people of, of the planet. We didn't shed each other's blood before this one man entered the world? Talk to me. Go back. We didn't disrespect our women and abuse our women and children before the coming of the new man on our planet. The whole planet is shedding blood. The whole planet is violent and getting more violent every day. But in order to keep this people from using our ancient wisdom to build his world, we started the process then of preparing for the arrival of the God of this world. And part of that act of preparation was to cover up the signs of the wisdom of the original man in the earth. We could not cover up, the minister said, the signs of the original people in the heavens. And the new man would take many, many years before he could even begin to read the wisdom of the originator in the heavens. But we could keep him from reading our science in the earth by burying our ancient civilization under the sea, under the sand, under the forests. Notice that you're not interested in going and digging up nothing. Not, 
you not busy with these, uh, uh, yeah, but all of that. Expeditions. You don't see black people organizing themselves. Oh, let, let's go build a vessel and go into the ocean to discover it. Something in your DNA said that was already discovered. Something in your DNA already says we already know what's down. And we already know what's up. And we know what's in the forest. And we know what is under the sands. And we know what has been buried. But the new man would be in search of knowledge. So you see the Caucasian people in submarines and vessels learning the aquatic life. Huh? Discovering the ruins of ancient civilizations that belong to the original people of our planet. So he's in the jungles and he discovers ruins of temples, ruins of civilizations. And he calls it a wonder. You don't wonder how the pyramids got built. Something just told you they got built and it was high science that built it. Right? You look up at the sky and marvel at Allah's creation. The stars, the moon has been revolving around the earth for 66 trillion years. You didn't have no business building no contraption to go out there to discover the dead part of this planet. Just think about that. But the new man, mankind, would be busying himself. I mean, he climbs mountains, dies, dies as he's climbing to the summit to prove his superiority. That's the Caucasian people. Y'all all right? But at the end of his rule, Allah would allow him to take a peep into the heavens. He calls it the last frontier. As though he's mastered this frontier of the planet. But the last frontier, space. So he's got powerful telescopes peeping into Allah's creation, sending his vessels and rockets out there to what? To discover the wisdom of God. So Allah says before he destroys them, he would give them a peep, just a peep, into the heavens. So the new man, the Caucasian people, brothers and sisters, I'm trying to give us perspective on the tragedies. I'm trying to give us a perspective on the things that have happened to us because we all have been subjected to circumstances and conditions that we did not create. 
Just, just, just let that marinate. We are the effect of a cause. The effect of a cause. Victims of conditions and circumstances that we did not create. So during the time before the new man came on our planet, the minister shared with us, we did not have churches. We did not have mosques, tabernacles, or cloisters because the way of Allah God was practiced freely and naturally by the original people wherever they lived. But when an enemy was coming whose way of civilization would be so contrary to God, we had to set up a particular house of worship where the people of God could come in for remembrance of God to be instructed in his way that they might struggle against the way of civilization that was to hold sway over humanity until the coming of God at the end of their time to rule. It is this contrary world that makes the struggle of life more difficult and challenging than at any other time in the history of human beings on this planet. So the Bible tells us that we are born in sin, shaped, in iniquity. It only means that each of us have been born in a world of lawlessness and rebellion to God and the environment, the society, and the institutions, the culture of this world shapes our lives in iniquity. The mind is willing, but the flesh is weak. Because this is a carnal world. This is a materialistic world. So everything is to satisfy the flesh. Flesh eaters, carnal minded, following the passions, following the lower desires, that's why Satan is called the ruler of the underworld. So he's always titillating the human passions and desires and appetites that come from the flesh. So Paul talks about the contention, conflict, or war between the spiritual mind and the carnal mind. And though I know what is right, I know what is good, yet I find within myself another law working in me that has to be put to death. Each of us know what is right. We know what is good. We know how we should be. First to ourselves and then to each other. 
But what keeps us from doing what is right, what is good? A world, the powerful satanic forces and the influences. So we are struggling against internal forces and external forces. Mm. Y'all all right? So Moses was commanded to build a tabernacle. Then we had in the Christian era churches and in the mosque era or Islamic era mosques or masjids. All of these houses are houses of repair. The minister says, quote, they are like an automobile repair shop that you go out of the world to mend what is broken, that you may go out on the bumpy highway of life to see how well you do until you need a place of repair again. That's why we come every week because between this Sunday and next Sunday, you're going to be bombarded by the world of the enemy. And whatever gas you got today that filled up your tank may only get you through 24 hours. You may not even have enough to get you to come back next Sunday. But every day, the believer in God feeds faith. Every day, a believer in God prays to his Lord. Every day, I'm being strengthened in my relationship and my faith with God. Because I to have him in my life to survive. So the mosques, the churches, and the tabernacles, tab tabernacles were called places where we repair, where we go to mend a broken heart, broken spirit. We go to restore our soul to be reminded of the way of God so that we can put forth a more strenuous effort to do as God would have me to do in the face, in the environment, in a culture, in a world that is totally absent of God. Y'all all right? There's a day in Christianity that's called Easter. And it revolves around the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ, which represents a victory. Not only a victory over physical death, but a victory over all the impediments that keeps man from oneness with God. 
And the minister wrote, he said, you notice Christianity does not take its beginning from the birth of Jesus, nor the ministry of Jesus, but Christianity takes its beginning from the most painful and critical aspect of his life. Stay with me, because it's coming right to you. It begins on the basis of his passion under the judicial decree of crucifixion. Isn't that interesting? You would think that a religion would base its beginning or start its calendar from the birth of a great man or from the beginning of his ministry. But Christianity takes its beginning in the most sad and sorrowful, painful, trying time of the so-called Christian era when Jesus was being crucified and his friends we're leaving him. And how disturbing that image is to see this powerful human being in a state where it appeared as though he had no power to save himself. Mm. There's so much in this. But it is, for our talk today, the beginning of Christianity. And guess what? Islam is somewhat similar. Islam doesn't start its calendar from the birth of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, nor does Islam begins, begin its calendar from the first revelation of Allah to Prophet Muhammad. But Islam begins its history, its calendar, with a death plot against the life of the prophet from which he escapes from his enemies. So the Islamic calendar begins after Hijra or after the flight of Muhammad on the heels of a death plot. Wow. I wish I could just and go more into this, but I'm going to stay with our topic today. There's so much in this. So here, brothers and sisters, is a critical time in Islamic history and a critical time in Christian history where these religious, religions take their calendar from. What should we learn from that? There's a lesson here. Pain and suffering bring to birth new realities. Sometimes you and I don't have a new beginning for our life, nor can we be considered born unless we come through some adversity, some trial, some painful event that causes your life to take on new meaning. Y'all all right? It's that in our darkest hour 
The minister says in closing the gap on page three, an hour when you think you should give up because the forces arrayed against you are so mighty, so powerful, and they look as though they have totally overwhelmed you. But it is in that hour that your greatest opportunity for triumph is in you. And it is in that hour that most people give up the struggle. And they never come to victory over the forces that are now apparently overwhelming them. Why? Because you give up on the struggle. If you just pressed a little further, you could gain the victory. Now, you know what makes Jesus the Messiah so special? Is that he's one of us. He's a person like you and me, born of a woman. He was subjected like us to the conditions and the circumstances that have shaped our lives. But he struggled with the vicissitudes of life. And he succeeded in overcoming those vicissitudes. By his faith and his obedience to God, he gained the victory that all of us may enjoy. The victory of life. And then he invites us. He says, come unto me, all ye that are what? Labor and are heavy laden. He is a man that's saying, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come, you shall find rest unto your souls. Do you know that Almighty God, Allah, has raised the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that we may find them that we will have rest unto our souls? All ye that are heavy labored or heavy laden, his yoke is easy, the burden is light. Well, what makes him to carry a burden, yet it is light? Because when you are in harmony with the will of God, when you and I are in submission to the will of God, there is nothing that comes into your life that's too heavy that would break you down. You're able to carry whatever is dropped in your life because you understand the Lord has permitted it. Wow. Y'all all right? Yes, sir. 
Because, you know, some of us think that life should be easy. All life has meaning and purpose and an aim given to it by God. There's nothing in creation that does not have aim and purpose. From the tiniest insect to the sun, the moon, and the stars, the vast galaxies above our heads, everything that God brought into existence has aim and purpose and is the manifestation of his will. So if the insect has aim and purpose and the sun has aim and purpose, then why would you think that your life does not have aim and purpose. So Sister Kenya, lifting the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, blessed is the man or woman who discovers their purpose in life. And living a purposeful, meaningful life is what gives you and I peace, joy, contentment of mind, happiness. And your life has to always be connected or attached to a cause bigger than yourself that gives your life meaning and purpose. What greater cause should we as a suffering people attach our lives to other than the cause of freedom, justice, and equality and an independent nation for our people after suffering 400 years under the rule of the enemy? Our energy has to be redirected. We keep directing our energy to that which has failed us. God's call to us is come out of her. Her, America. Come out of her culture. Come out of her way of life. Separate from her. And as long as we keep on thinking that we're going to get something out of this political system. See how disappointed you are? Black folks were herded to cast the ballot. Then asked, weren't interested in what the agenda for our people would look like. Oh, yeah, they, they promised a lot of stuff, see? Why are you unhappy? Why are you disappointed? Because they don't deliver on their promises. And the talk among us was, we had to get Trump out of office. Did anything change in? Mm-mm. The more things change, the more things remain the same. Let me get through this. Dear beloved, we talked last week 
about something of the void in our lives. And that we all are on a journey. We said last week that God gives each of us, from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, three tests to prove our worthiness. Three tests to prove that there is no challenge in your life that you cannot summon the strength of your being to overcome. And those three tests that God has given each of us that prove our worthiness is number one, pull up against gravity. Two, overcoming overwhelming odds. And three, overcome a hostile environment. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us that there is no prison that can hold us if we evolve. And we should evolve. Did you know that each of us, our lives were formed and come from what's called worthless water? Do you know what worthless water is? That's what the Quran describes as our humble beginning. Worthless water. It's the sperm. The minister has taught us that it only has value if it's placed in the right place at the right time. Then sperm mixed with ovum started your life and mine. Look at the odds. How many sperm were released at one time? Some say a hundred million. Some say two hundred million. Some say as much as one billion. But only one sperm could fertilize the egg. So the odds that you were going to be here was a hundred million to one. Two hundred million to one. One billion to one. But you overcame and I overcame those what? Odds. I don't care how much the odds are stacked against you. There ain't a billion to one. I shouldn't say ain't, right? So with those odds, those odds are greater than you playing the lotto. Greater than anything that Vegas offers. Now, just look at that. Now, that's overcoming overwhelming odds, your life. But we all were admitted into a hostile environment. So we go from one set of circumstances to come out to another set of circumstances. But because we made it through the middle passage... Because we made it against resistance. Because we struggled as sperm. Facing the difficulty. Not running. 
But within the intelligence of the sperm was the predetermined goal. And it never weakened under the conditions of that environment. You pressed forward a hundred million to one. You pressed forward against the odds of one billion to one. So don't you cop out now with the pressures of life and give up when you already won the first stage of your journey that prepares you for all of the evolutionary stages of your development and your journey. Remove from your vocabulary and thinking, I can't. I don't know what I gotta do. The hell you mean? You don't know what you're gonna do. Remind me of that scene in Godfather, right? I need, I need this pot and they don't want to give it to me. Godfather had to tap him up. What's the matter with you? Be a man. Be a man. Not the same men. Men cry. But damn, we don't create no puddle for ourselves and start swimming in our tears, drowning in our tears, man and woman. You shake it off. You brush it off. I got to move forward with my life because my life has meaning and purpose. And even in the moment of the negative circumstance, I have not discovered it. I got to press forward. I got to keep advancing my life no matter how difficult the circumstance because I am here because of God. Y'all all right? Woo. Aren't we in a hostile environment called white supremacy? So we can't complain, oh, it's hostile, hostile in the society, hostile in my relationship, hostile in my home, hostility in the neighborhood. Hell, the whole world is hostile. But I can succeed in the hostile environment of a world that rejects and hates me. <clears throat> and when I discover why the world hates me, see, that's perspective. So Jesus said it best. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. You keep trying to be a part of a world that was not designed for you 
and never has had your best interest. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Mm. Then Jesus said, if the world hates you, know that it hated me or hates me and my father before me. Then he concludes it by saying, that if the world hates you, and the world does, and the world has rejected you, Jesus answers it. It is because you have been chosen out of the world. So when you meet this man, you're meeting a new man with a new mind. So where's your change going to come from, black man and woman? The scripture answers it. Be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may know the perfect will of God for your life. Where are you going to get that? Chicago State? University of Chicago, Loyola, Northwestern, huh? The HBCUs. Where are you going to get that? You can only get it from one institution. You can only get it from that man that our Almighty God Allah has prepared, who is the Messiah, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yes, so yes, you and I overcame that when you were spurned. Do you believe that you can overcome it as a grown up human being? Why, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, does God give you an initial test of an hostile environment to prove that you are worthy to come forth out of the womb? Because life has to be tested. You have to be worthy of life. In your effort to compete against hundreds of millions of sperm, you made it. Then you had to swim upstream against gravity. So don't Tell me that you can't come up. And I don't care how down you are. You can get up. You overcame a hostile environment. Heavy odds. And what are the odds that you are going to make it? Hmm? Some people are, you know, they wager. She ain't going to be nothing. He ain't going to be nothing. But you have already made it. Don't you depend on nobody but God to qualify you. Because he qualified you.
and me. Approved us, validated us, huh? Put his stamp on us. It was Napoleon Hill that said, strength and growth come only through continued effort, continued effort and struggle. So there's a lot more. But I'll lift these words from the minister. He said, each time we turn away from the struggle to overcome difficulty, then there's a deterioration of character and there is the destruction of the will. And the will that is within you is God's gift. It is his essence that he gives to man and anything that deteriorates your will destroys your ability to cope with the problems of life. So struggle is ordained by God. God is not a vicious God. He's a loving, beneficent, and merciful God. But he ordains struggle. Because without struggle, you cannot bring out of yourself that which God has deposited within you. And it is something that has to be brought out. And it is a struggle overcoming difficulties that manifest your own gifts and your own sublime qualities. So he created man and woman, as we said earlier, to face difficulty. He is an ordained struggle for our lives. And God has ordained this because these are the circumstances of life that manifest the quality of our character, the quality of our heart, the core of our being. And so if Allah has deposited of himself in each of us. So when we say as Muslims, Muslim means one who submits his or her will to do the will of God. Each of us were made by God to be the ruler of his creation. Wow. In Hebrew, ruler means Elohim or God, divine essence, will. It means the divine force. God shares himself with man and woman. And the only reason you can say I is because the true I has shared a part of his I am with you that you may be. He, Allah, God, places in you a power from himself. It may create a lot of trouble, but you all are already ready for trouble. When God gives you some of himself, that is a power, the minister said, that you have to learn how to handle so you see people that get fame too fast. And what happens to them? You see people that get rich too fast. What happens to them? You have to be ex spiritually equipped 
to handle the power of God when God shares himself with you. He gives you a problem to overcome. And you have to struggle with the only force that is in you, which is the God force. There is no other force but God. But I thought, there's a devil. That is what you become when you abuse the God force and use it for negative ends. So I, let's close. When a misfortune befalls the believer, the Holy Quran says, Allah is my patron and to him is my eventual return. Those are beautiful words. He's my patron. He's my backer. He's my best friend. He's my support. Well, if my eventual return is to him, what are the events that come up in my life that might bring me to the point of return. If I'm ugly over an event, these are the minister's words, in my life that suggests return, then I'm not really a true believer in God if I grow, if I go through that difficulty with an improper attitude, then this makes manifest a core sickness in myself as an individual. Whatever your lot is in life, brothers and sisters, the attitude that you and I take toward the thing that God has permitted in our life, that you may have brought about or that God brought it about or permitted to be brought about. However you look at it, the Holy Quran says it like this, good is from Allah. Misfortune is from Allah. It is all from who? Allah. And even though sometimes we have a hand in producing our misfortune, yet it could not happen unless Allah permits it. So he takes full responsibility. Mm. So now the minister asks, what is your attitude? Hmm? Sometimes God will let our own foolishness, our own foolishness, bring misfortune in our life. But he permits it. And what about the unexpected events that come into our life that he permitted? What attitude do we take towards it? God, why me? I've served you faithfully. Where is my reward? I'm suffering deprivation, privation. Where's the reward? Where we take the attitude, I knew you didn't love me. You don't care about me. You care about this with that. You don't even see me. You don't even hear me. Some of us actually think like that, but may not admit it. And that disconnects you from him. And it's really an insult to him. 
He wouldn't say, pray to me. I hear the prayers of those who make their supplication. If he did not hear your prayer as an individual, Oh, he only interested in his servant, the messenger. Well, he's guiding the servant, messenger among us to help who? Us. So I phrased it like this one time. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Brother Farrakhan is because we are. What you see in these two men is you. A better version of you. What you see in these two men is the manifestation of God. And God wants to bring about the manifestation of himself in each of us. So he gives us an example of how we can win the course. How we can be successful in the journey. So, the attitude we take is very important. We love our children, and one can say, I love my daughter, I love my son. Why did you take my son? Why did you take my daughter? Wow. I've served you well. That's the pain that a faithful believer in God goes through. As we said last week, and we continue to keep Brother Student Minister Nuri and his family in prayer, to the loss of a precious daughter, 21 years of age. Our student minister in the Eastern Caribbean, Brother David Mohammed, last week lost his son of 28 years of age, I think he was 28 or 29, to a swimming accident. His only son. And he's been a faithful follower of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and has served the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on the island of Trinidad and Tobago for many, many years. That's painful. And these kinds of events can erode faith. But the son, the daughter, the life all come from God. So if we take the wrong attitude and we say to ourselves, I've served you, Lord, well. I've prayed, I've given in charity, I did all that you asked me to do. And now I'm stricken with an illness, I got cancer, I got multiple sclerosis, I have this disease or that disease. Shh. Calm yourself. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is our example. He thanked Allah when he was at the doorway of death. 
And at the doorway of death, he never asked God to spare his life. See, when you surrender and accept whatever has come into your life, that is the beginning of a peace within yourself. But the more we wrestle with it, the more we trouble ourselves to understand when it takes patience and time to come into the understanding of why God permitted this negative circumstance or this misfortune to come into our life. The believer has to be patient under trial, has to endure the trial long enough for God to give understanding. And you and I cannot endure any trial without faith. So Allah says in the Quran, he loves those who are what? Steadfast under trial. Then when he's asking us to seek assistance through what? Patience and prayer. Surely Allah is with the patient. All of us are being tried by something. I could ask the whole congregation. Can I get an amen on that one? <laughs> See, a misfortune to bring us what? Closer to God, to him, is our eventual return. Because after we turn to this one, turn to that one. At some point, we got to turn to him. Lord, help me to make sense out of this. And guess what? The Lord always responds to his servants that come to him with the proper attitude. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he didn't ask Allah to spare his life. Look at what he did. He thanked him for his life. Oof. And thanked him for allowing him the privilege of living in the majesty of his creation and beholding his greatness. Brother Farrakhan thanked Almighty God Allah for allowing him the privilege to serve. And he even thanked God for the pain that he suffered that was excruciating pain. But the minister said, it was my attitude that even further purified my heart for greater service for God. Because of my attitude, though I'm not completely healed yet, I'm not worried about it. Because my eventual return is to Allah. And if this is the means by which I return, well, that's the highway that I'm on.
My return is to Allah. Maybe you'll take one highway. It's called tuberculosis. Another one is called AIDS. Another one is called old age. Another one is some disease, some illness, some sickness. Another one is an accident that just happened. Well, this is life. Welcome to the planet. This is what it's all about. And guess what? While that may seem heavy, and it, you may be offended by that, but guess what? When you embrace the struggle and understand that this is what life is about, that's the first part. And gaining understanding and relieving yourself of the burden is to what? Accept. This is my lot. This is life. Welcome to the struggle of life. May Allah bless us. Remember that your attitude will determine your altitude. And if you have an improper attitude toward misfortune, you won't get too high in the sight of God. Take the attitude of love for God. Regardless to what he brings or allows into your life. You and I have to love the God and thank him. For surely in my trial there is good for me. Because I know the Lord our God means good for us. And I will find good even in the worst of circumstances that come into my life. Because I know that if God permitted it, he's not doing something to hurt me. He's not doing something to destroy me. And what is being done to me is for me. So I am comforted in the Lord. How he is working in my life for a greater good. The good student will always find some good in what the master teaches doing to them. And in the end, they will understand that everything that he did to them, he was their best friend and patron because he did it all for them willingly or unwillingly. Thank you for listening as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Uh. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. God is the greatest, brothers and sisters. Put your hands together one more time for student minister Ishmael Muhammad. And we just have a few questions to ask you before we depart. In just a few days, no, just in about 48 hours, inshallah, we'll be in the month of February. February is Black History Month, but February is a very special month for us. And the crowning event of Black History Month 
is Savior's day. And if it be the will of Allah, you and I and the world will hear from the faithful servant of God, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I hope that you are as uh, excited in anticipation of hearing what the minister will share with us, because you know he's gonna, he's gonna speak. He's gonna instruct. He's gonna give us a perspective on what is to come. And by the help of Allah, prepare us for what is to come. Swang song. Have you Googled it? Okay, then you understand why this message is so important because it will probably be the minister's last message to us. So the mosque is going to be open. We're going to cover down. We'll keep our masks on, but we're going to fill it up. Stadiums fill up. Arenas fill up for sport and play. So we're going to fill up Mas Mariam in the grounds of the National Center to hear the man of God. How many of you are visiting us today for your very first time? Are there any of our guests that are visiting Mas Mariam for their first time? Welcome, my dear sister. Any brothers visiting for your first time? How many of you believe that what you heard today to be the truth and good for our people? Can I see your hands? Praise be to Allah. If there's any one of you, if you're here for your first, second, third, or fourth time, and you believe that what you heard to be the truth and good for our people, if you desire to learn more of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and want to become a part of the nation of Islam, I'd like to recognize you and welcome you to Mas Mariam and to the nation of Islam on behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Is there anyone that would like to become a part of the nation of Islam. I see my sister. Can I? Are you able to come this way? Oh. oh well, I'm gonna come to you while Brother Daniel gives the closing remarks. All praises due to Allah. Our sister is in a wheelchair, so Minister Ishmael is gonna make his way to her. We welcome her just like we welcome everyone else because it is all love and this is your home, the Nation of Islam. Brothers and sisters, if you are watching online and you would like to join your Nation of Islam, we want you to go to noi.org forward slash join and you can complete the form and one of our representatives will reach out to contact you at some point throughout the week. Just a few announcements before we close. We ask that at this time, the Ministry of Finance comes down the center aisles 
Brothers and sisters, there is a scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, that says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And if we look at what we spend most of our money on, we generally put the most money in the things that we find the most enjoyment and fulfillment out of. So we ask that if you enjoyed today's message and it was fulfilling to you and it answers some of those questions that we are all perplexed with in our own minds, we ask that you reach into your pockets, reach into your purse, and give whatever Allah puts on your heart to give. And again, brothers and sisters, the date of Savior's Day coming up next month is February the 27th. It starts at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Even if you can't make your way to Chicago, you can still tune in to our live stream on NOI.org again as we expect to hear from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We also would like those of you who are tuned in to visit our online store at store.finalcall.com. There you can find a host of materials from books by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and books by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And we still have our special promotion going on for 50% off of all books written by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So log on to store.finalcall.com and get your uh, materials today. I just thought about it, brothers and sisters. I think I failed to mention how those of you at home can contribute and donate to the Nation of Islam and to the work of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, you can go to noi.org forward slash donate. Again, noi.org forward slash donate and give, again, whatever Allah puts on your heart to give. We also want you to secure your subscription to the greatest newspaper on earth, The Final Call News. You can get your hard copies from the brothers and sisters in the community, or you can get this magnificent paper sent every week to your cell phone or your tablet by getting the digital version and going to finalcalldigital.com. We also want you to visit our website, finalcall.com. At the top of the page, you'll see a button that says Final Call Radio. You can click that button 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and get powerful excerpts of lectures delivered by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And if you have a cell phone, you can also download the app and get it directly in the palm of your hand. If you have yet to hear our Nation of Islam Supreme Bean Pie is now available for nationwide delivery. You can log on to thesupremebeanpie.com, place your order, and this delicious treat will be sent directly to your doorstep. This delicious Supreme Bean Pie not only is a tasty snack, but it also supports independent education. And if you would like to give and support Muhammad University of Islam, we want you to make a charitable contribution. You can mail a check by going, uh, you can mail a check to 7351 South Stony Island Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60649, or you can zail your donation at MUI, Muhammad University of Islam, MUI Chicago Finance at gmail.com. And last but not least, we want you to come right back here on Wednesday and Friday of each and every week. On Wednesdays, we go over the time and what must be done. And on Fridays, we study self-improvement, the basis for community development. Both of those meetings are at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. You can log right back on here to NOI.org. If or if you are near one of Muhammad's mosques in the various cities across the country, you can also attend your local meetings in person if you are able. With that being said, brothers and sisters, let's stand and close out today's program with prayer. Attention prayer. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, the beneficent, the merciful, master of the day of judgment in which we now live. Thee alone do we worship and thine aid do we seek. O Allah, guide us on the right path, the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed thy favors and not the path of those whom thy wrath is brought down nor of those who go astray, 
after they have heard thy teaching. Amin. Assalamu alaikum. Greetings. Dear listeners, we have been blessed by Almighty God Allah over the 90 years of our work in the nation of Islam and lifting our people up from the miserable condition in which we find ourselves. We ask your support of our effort and we hope that you will be generous and make a contribution to the work of the Nation of Islam and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan by clicking the button below or go to noi.org forward slash donate. We thank you in advance for your support. May Allah God continue to bless you and your families. Assalamu alaikum. Now you can get the same uncompromising truth you've come to expect from the Final Call newspaper on all your connected devices. Subscribe to the Final Call Digital Edition today. Go to subscribe.finalcalldigital.com.